Jerry Dulac joins us. First of all, my friend, it's always a pleasure to have any conversation with you. Steve, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I always enjoy chatting with you and coming on the show. All right, so let's uh, get to the Masters. As somebody who has walked and been on that ground before, uh, we talked about what Tiger Woods is going through. TV doesn't do it justice. Exactly how difficult over 18 holes is that walk? You know, Steve, I've, I've been there 27 times. Sadly, I'm not there this year to make it a, a 28, but uh, I'll try and add to my uh, number next year. Um, you know, I tell people um, they get an idea that it has some slopes to it, but I tell them, I said, imagine any hole in western Pennsylvania or any course in western Pennsylvania. And, you know, there's a lot of hills here, as you well know. And I said, there's nothing around here that compares to the decline of the slope on number 10 or the incline back up 18, even the walk up from the fairway to, to 9 green, and that's just several of them, the walk up the fairway to, uh, you know, up number 8. Um, you know, it's just people, they, they, it just doesn't do it any justice. The, you know, from the, from the, the, the tee shot on 2 down to the green, the, the change in elevation, I mean, it's just severe. And, uh, yeah, TV flattens those slopes. And so anytime, every, anytime anyone goes there for the first time, I always tell them that two things are going to stand out, just how beautiful the place is. But first and foremost is uh, the hills and valleys there uh, because you just can't believe it after what you've watched uh, all those years on TV. Nobody really has the ability to score today because the winds are between 20 and 30 miles per hour. Now, Tigers now, as we speak, coming off a birdie at 8 where he chipped it within a couple feet and then, and then knocked it in. Cut line's about 4 over. What have you thought about his play so far? Yeah, and they're thinking because of the afternoon play, uh, you know, and, and it probably will go to 5 and possibly uh, even 6. Um, you know, yesterday I thought what he did – Steve, as he played very much within himself. And you can see, and I remarked about this last night on my show when I talked to a couple guys uh, who, you know, uh, writers from Augusta, that you can see when he uh, up and downed it on 18. You know, he quickly doffed that cap and had a smile of um, satisfaction and accomplishment that not only is he back playing at the Masters, which was accomplishment number one, but to go out and shoot 71 after not playing a competitive round since November of 2020, which was the last round uh, of the Masters. You know, I don't count those father-son things. They, they, sure. They're not official right. events, nor the Hero World Challenge, where you can ride a cart. Um, right. To be able to do that, I thought, was, um, well, let's face it, was remarkable. And, and, and so, but what I equated it to, and we'll see how he finishes up, but two things. One, I thought all along Friday was going to be the key because he has not played back-to-back 18-hole rounds walking at Augusta. He played 18 the previous Tuesday when he was there with his son, but when he came here on Sunday, all he's ever played was nine holes. And so, he, right. and he hadn't played 18 back-to-back. So Friday was going to be the key. How did he feel after Thursday? And then how's he going to last into the back nine on Friday? That was going to be key number one. But I also think what happened in the first round Steve, as I, I equate it to when you or I or a lot of people go out for the first time all year and go, 
you know what, I hit it pretty good. I was surprised yep. because you have such yep. low expectation. And I think Tiger just went out and played within himself, didn't know what really to expect, but stayed within himself, and, and you know, comes out of, out of it with 71. And, um, and then next time we go out thinking, okay, we got this, you know, and I'm yep. certainly not equating any, any form that we play with, with some PGA Tour player, especially Tiger Woods. But then you go out and think, okay, and I felt pretty good. And then you start trying a little bit more, and then you get outside of yourself. And um, certainly that's the way uh, he started on the front. And part of that, we don't know. We'll never know. I don't know how much he's going to use his leg as an excuse. I really don't think he will. He certainly hasn't used it as a crutch, no pun intended, uh, coming into the tournament. All he has said is just how much he's able to walk. But, Hey, Steve, that is, you know, no secret. All the, the tour players talk about it, and they know it. It's the toughest walk they make all year. Look, I know it's not the NFL, it's not the NHL, but for what they do, uh, walking that golf course, you know, five and a half to six miles with those inclines, uh, you know, and those descents down into the valleys, um, that's as tough a walk. And, you know, they are fatigued after uh, after that. Plus, plus Steve, five-hour, 20 Five-hour, twenty-minute round yesterday. Uh, that can't be that can't be uh, easy either. When when you're standing on your on your leg, your surgically repaired leg, with rods and pins in it for all that time. And you and I have covered a lot of practice rounds in our careers, so we know that when you're in a practice round, it's a different pace. It's nine sure. holes usually. You hit three or four balls in. Then you drop putts all over the green. It's a different pace than, okay, you hit one, then you got to go to the next one, the next one. You're not stopping. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and there's no pressure. You know, right. like, a, a small, small example. Scotty Scheffler yesterday um, had, um, had a shot, I think, at 13, the ball a little bit above his feet. Maybe he had 220 or whatever he had. And he, and he elected to lay up and pitch it up and, and, and try to make birdie. And he said, he goes, if it was a practice round, he goes, oh, definitely, I would have tried it. He said, but it's not a practice round, and you're dealing in the afternoon with some wind. You're dealing with a little different slope. You're dealing with the pressure. You're dealing with where you are in a golf tournament. And he elected to play it differently. So, yeah, there, there really is no comparison uh, between, uh, you know, a practice round and, um, you know, in a real game and a real match. And, Steve, it's kind of, but you know, that you, that you could understand it would be the difference between competing in the blue and white game and then going out and trying to beat Michigan. Right. Exactly. Uh, 11 was tough to begin with. They lengthened it. 15's interesting in that usually uh, over the years, I'm not telling you, but many guys would go for that green in two. Nobody's going for the green in two because they lengthen that as well. What what does that do to change the tournament? Because I always felt like when you got to the back nine, thirteen and fifteen were two scorable holes. Yeah, yeah. I I um I think the other thing was fifteen too. Um, it was it was playing into the player's face, and what they're actually trying to do, if they can, is is kind of hit it behind. Hope they hit it on the green, but if not, maybe if it falls over the back, that's okay because laying up. And trying that pitch shot, depending on where the pin is, especially if it's off to the right, is just as dicey because of the slopes there. Yep. You, you now try to spin a wedge in there, and if you don't hit it just right, zoop, off it goes. Um, 
you know, back in, back into the water. I think, you know, one of the things I miss about not being there, which I always love when I go down there, is going and seeing the changes. And 11, they've moved the tee box to make more, uh, you know, more of a straight tee ball. And also they pushed, the, they took some trees out and they pushed the pine straw back, but they strategically placed those three or four trees on the right, which is now fairway, but those trees are there forcing you to try to stay a little bit to the left. And then they also lowered the green on the right. They created a little swale of about, eh, you know, two, three, four feet, you know, from from the Larry Mize pitch area. So that flat pitch right. that you saw Larry Mize make, well, that's no longer available. But I think what was, and I heard, um, I heard Paul McGinley say this, because when they told me they lengthened 15, you know, I know where that tee was, Steve, and I'm thinking, how could they lengthen it? Where do they go back? Well, yeah. they went back, you know, they built up the area. So the tee now, it was basically by 18 tee box. Now yeah. it's basically behind 10 green. Now it's not directly behind it, but that's, you know, and then so they, they like Tiger, Tiger said during the practice round, he goes, where did they find space back there? Because there was nowhere else to go, but they create right. space. They move earth and they create space. And the beauty of all that, just like when you when I go back each year and there's a brand new building and cottages on the property, and you go, when did that come up? It looks like it's been there for 20 years, Steve. You know, there's yeah. nothing where you could tell it's new. It looks like it's been there forever, and I guess that's what money will do for you. Yeah, money does a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, money does a lot. Uh, it, local, I mean, the knowledge of playing in this tournament means a lot I'm not telling you because there are certain places on this golf course where if you miss and have the right miss you're still right in the thick of what's going on what does that knowledge mean to the veterans as opposed to a, somebody who's been there for like two three times yeah and that's that's what Tiger was relying on that's what he got away with Yesterday, you know, he uh, he hit uh, only half the greens. He got up and down seven of the nine times. I mean, Steve, re- remember, it wasn't that long ago he had the chip yips. Well, his yep. his short yep. game with uh, you know with that wedge off the green. You know, we saw him the other day practicing hook chips, slice chips. When do you see guys doing that? And he's get and he's able to do it. And now that's that's become a strength of his, and he certainly. Uh, showed that off yesterday, and 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 so knowing where to miss it, and you know, uh, uh, knowing what to stay away from, and knowing how to shape shots, which got to be able to shape shots, which Tiger does. There's a lot of top players who can't just shape shots. Oh, they get away with one every now and then, but they don't have controlled shaping shots like like Tiger uh, certainly did, and and probably and still does, still does. Yeah. Um, but knowing where to miss it and knowing what where to stay away from at all costs, um, you know, is is invaluable. And obviously, Tiger knows it better than anybody. Phil knows it better than anybody. It's why in past years you saw Bernhard Longer be able to get around the golf course and yeah. get up there on the leaderboard. It's why you'd see Fred Couples hang in there, guys who could still play but have that knowledge. And that's what Tiger was relying on. And and you know, Phil has that. And um, you know, so but unless you're swinging poorly and don't have much control over where the ball's going, period. As long as you kind of have control of the ball and you know where to miss it, that was the difference between Tiger's round yesterday and certainly the first round today. 
this is the uh, type excuse of me, day not what, the first round the first nine holes he's on he's on 10 right now so right exactly um the other this is the type of day where you're going to have a bunch leaderboard a lot of people are going to be within three or four shots of this thing when the day's over with so in that group give me a couple names that you're very interested in to see if they have the ability to finish the deal well, I, I'll tell you. Uh, before the tournament, I look uh, everybody, and I put them up on I put them up on my chart. Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler, two hottest players on the planet, and so they're big betting favorites, and and so they're hanging there. Scheffler's at the top, and Cam Smith, you know, a couple over today, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. You're you know, there's still two rounds to go. Um, so you know they're going to be there just based on the way they're playing. But the two guys that I like were Dustin Johnson and Patrick Cantlay. And Patrick Cantlay was the guy I picked to win. Um, yep. You know, he started off slow uh, yesterday, two over on the front, battled back, uh, uh, ended up finishing minus two. I think he finished the day today at even. He shot plus two, 74. But you know what? Even par is going to get him three, four shots back with two rounds to go. Um, right. Those are the guys that, that I have uh, my eye on. Um, you know, would I like to see Rory McIlroy, McElroy win the Grand Slam? Absolutely. Would I like to see Jordan Spieth win again? Absolutely. Jordan Spieth could have three green jackets. Instead, he just has one. And he I plays know. at Augusta National better than anybody, anybody since 2014. Yet he struggled again today. I think he was plus two, and I think he's plus four for the tournament. Um, but I, I think those four guys I mentioned are the ones worth watching. You know, Charles Schwartz will shot 69. I was there in 11 when he birdied the last four holes to win. I mean, nobody ever does that. Um, and he's just been, you know, he's just been, you know, kind of middling his way through this year, not playing well at all. And there he is on the, on the toughest day in years, shooting three under and vaulting to uh, the top of the leaderboard there for most of the time. So, um, but I think the, you know, I think between Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson, and Patrick Cantlay, I'd be willing to bet your winner is going to come from one of those four. Well, down the road, we'll talk a little bit about the Steelers draft. We'll get to that yes. another day. Hey, this is this is golf time today. <laughs> That's right. That draft will be coming up at the uh, well in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll have plenty of time to uh, assess that. That's for sure. Thank you, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Well, Steve, always uh, always a treat uh, being with you. I had lunch today with my buddy over at Chartiers. And I thought for sure I was due to run into Ronnie Moeller, our friend, and I was going to tell him, say, Ron, I have an appointment on the Steve Jones show at 4.06 in case you want to tune in. But alas, I did not run into him. What I'll do, though, is I'll send it to him. There you go. There you go. Yeah, he'll like that. Tell him I was looking for him this afternoon and missed him. Oh, and it's it's and I'm shocked you missed him because he really is the king of short tears. So. Yeah, absolutely, his picture hangs up on, on the first floor, and so you know he he lords over the club. I was shocked he wasn't there. I mean, it's, it's I mean, Jack and I walk in there and we go, okay, we we don't genuflect. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Jerry, funny. Jerry, thanks so much. <laughs> All right, Steve. Yeah, good, good being with you, my friend.